I am guilty of this, and I'm sure some of you might be guilty of this as well, is sometimes we are spending time with our kids, but at the same time, we are multitasking. We are answering work emails, we are typing on our phone, we are scrolling through social media, so we are not really fully present. And this is, I think, what the problem is, and this is what really causes guilt, because even though we are spending time with our kids, we are not there. Hey, I'm Olena Maitrak, and let me tell you, it's been a wild journey for me. I stepped into the unknown countless times, and it taught me how strong, confident, and capable I really am. I traveled the world searching for the answers, only to find out that the answers were always within me. At times, I thought I'd go insane, and it is in those times that I discovered that my energy is my most precious resource. I kept going, I kept learning, and eventually it made me who I am today, the designer of my life. And then I started the Spark Your Life podcast to show you how you can become the designer of yours. Career, business, parenting, fitness, time with others, and time just for yourself. These are not some fragmented pieces of your life. This is your life, and this is what we talk about here. It's time to cut all the noise and to design your life around who you are and what you believe, so that you can achieve long-lasting, meaningful, sustainable results that will feel absolutely and authentically you. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello, my favorite life designers, and welcome to another episode of the Spark Your Life podcast. You know, Dasha is in the fifth grade right now, and so we are going through the middle school selection process, which is quite a process, I have to tell you. So we are going to different schools, we are visiting them, we are asking them how they're teaching kids, how they're working with kids. And this whole process is really making me reflect a lot on my parenting and especially on the very important question, what it is to be a good parent, what it means to be the best parent. Because I think especially as mothers, we all want to be the best parents for our kids. We want to set the best example. We want to be the best example, right? And I have really been thinking a lot lately about what it means to be the best example, to be the best parent. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. I have told this story several times on this podcast that about eight years ago, I realized that my marriage was not working anymore. And at that time, I had been married for almost nine years, quite a long time. And once I realized that I wasn't satisfied with it anymore. I wanted something more, something different. The first reaction that I had was, but I got to keep my family for my daughter. And back then, and even now, I have friends who have families, who keep their families, their marriage, just for the kids. And many of these women, they even accept this fact. They have told me, yes, Olena, I know my marriage is not perfect. I know it's far from being perfect. I am not satisfied with it, but I'm keeping it for my kids. And this is what I thought was the right decision back then. And I battled myself for almost nine months because I kept thinking, I got to keep my family for my kid. I can't file for divorce because it's going to affect my kid. She needs a family. And after nine months of battling myself, I finally realized 
that I needed to make a different decision. I realized that my daughter doesn't need necessarily a family. She needs a happy family. And most importantly, she needs a happy mom. Because I realized that by keeping a family that doesn't set the right example, I'm not doing her any good. I'm actually doing her harm because I want to be able to show her what it's like to be in the right environment, in the right family, where she's loved, where her parents are loved and love each other and respect each other. And if that is not the case, then I realized that I'd rather be single than set the wrong example. And I still stand by this decision. I know many people would probably disagree with me. And as I said, I know women who have made a different decision and I respect that. But for me, that was the right decision to make. This was the decision I made. And I still believe that it was absolutely the right decision because fast forward to now, we have a family. We have the happy family. We have that family where parents love each other, respect each other, and where we do set the right example. And none of this would have happened had I not made that decision eight years ago, which was a hard decision. It didn't come easy to me at all. And many people didn't understand it back then and don't understand it still. But I thought it was the right decision. I really felt like it was the right decision. It felt right. And this is why I did what I did. Or another example about us trying to be the best parents is so many of us think that we need to be with our kids 24 by 7, that whenever we work, it means we are bad parents because we don't spend time with our kids. And again, I think for so many of us, myself included, this is a constant battle you want to have something for yourself. You want to pursue your passions. You want to have work or hobbies or meet up with your friends or even go on a date night with your husband or your partner. But then you feel guilty for not being with your kids, right? So the way I think about this now is it's not about the quantity of time you spend with your kids. It's about quality of time. Because I am guilty of this, and I'm sure some of you might be guilty of this as well, is sometimes we are spending time with our kids, but at the same time, we are multitasking. We are answering work emails, we are typing on our phone, we are scrolling through social media, so we are not really fully present. And this is, I think, what the problem is, and this is what really causes guilt, because even though we are spending time with our kids, we are not there. So what I have been trying to do lately more of is if I am with my daughter, then I am with my daughter, then I don't work. Sometimes I choose to work. Sometimes, like right now, I'm recording a podcast episode. I'm not with her and I'm okay with that because I know that this afternoon we will go for a walk, we'll go to the park, we'll go to the zoo, we'll spend some time together, we'll have some ice cream. And during that time, I will be with her. I won't be working, I won't be scrolling through social media, and I won't be doing anything else but be with her. And I think this is what is important, to be able to distinguish and to be able to give yourself time to do both, just not at the same time, right? To dedicate time to be with your family and also dedicate time to do what you want to do outside of your family. And another thing that I also want to point out is that I feel like we actually do our kids good by going out there in the outer world 
and gaining some knowledge, some experience, because then we come back home and we can share this whole new world that we discovered with them. We can be much more interesting for them. We can teach them so much more. We can show them so much more. Because imagine you stay at home 24 by 7. And for those of us who work from home, that's a reality. Sometimes I feel like I just need to get outside of the house to experience what the world is like. Because when I'm stuck in the house for days, I feel like I'm not learning anything. I feel like I'm not evolving. I'm not learning some new stories that I can tell my daughter. On the other hand, when you have something to work on, when you go out there, you do things, and then you come back and you can tell her those stories. I can tell her those stories. I can show her what the world is. And by doing that, I don't only expand my horizons, I expand hers as well. We are going on a trip in a couple of weeks and we will have to skip school. She will have to skip school one day on a Friday. And she is actually much more upset about skipping school than I am. We are telling her, it's okay, Dasha, that you will skip school because you will learn so much more on the trip than you would have by sitting at the desk. And she doesn't really even fully understand that. She keeps saying that, yeah, I have a test. I will fail, even though she won't. She will pass that test. She will crush it. And uh, I have no doubts about that. But what I try to explain to her is that going out there in the world and exploring the world and learning things in the world is sometimes much more useful, much more impactful than sitting and taking a test. And the same with, again, the same with spending time together. So I feel like me doing my own thing, following my passions, pursuing my goals, my dreams, working on my business actually helps me be more interesting for her. And also it helps set that example that I have those passions, that I have those dreams and those goals. And once she says to her friends that her mom is an entrepreneur and she comes home proud saying, my mom is the only entrepreneur in my class, so nobody else's parents have their own business. And she says this with pride. It makes me feel proud. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right by actually pursuing my own goals and by not trying to be with her 24 by 7. So again, I think it is not about being with our kids 24 by 7. It is about when we are with them, being fully with them so that then we can go and be fully present somewhere else in some other part of our life that is not parenting, but is also important to us. And another example that I wanted to give you is, as I said, we are going through this middle school application process and we are considering some public schools, which we will have to go through the lottery process for. And we're also thinking about some private schools. And I have to tell you, the process to apply to private schools is no joke. It is a multi-step process and it does require a very hard test that kids have to take. It's a unified test. Thank God you only have to take it once not once per school, but just once. And then you submit the results to every private school you want to apply to. But it is a hard test. And she's going to actually have to take that test next Saturday. We're going to have to go to Austin for her to take that test. And she started tutoring classes, private tutoring a few weeks ago to prepare for this test because we thought that she needs to take some additional classes. She needs some additional help to prepare for that test. And this process 
of tutoring and preparing for this test has been much harder than we thought, me and my husband. And uh, it has been much more stressful for Dasha than I expected, honestly. And again, it made me doubt at some point whether I'm doing the right thing as a parent. Because on one hand, I want her to be in the right environment. I want her to be surrounded by the kids who value knowledge, who will not be screaming and distracting her because she sometimes comes back home and she complains that she cannot hear the teacher because kids around her are all screaming and distracting. So she doesn't like that. So we want her to be in the environment where she can learn and also where the ratio between teachers and kids is smaller. So teachers can pay more attention and really advise kids in the best way that these particular kids need. And of course, private schools are much more set up for that. But also that whole process that you have to go through, it is so stressful for those poor kids who are only 11 years old and we have to make her take this tutoring and then go take this two and a half hour test. And I keep thinking to myself, am I just pressuring her too much? Am I doing the right thing? So on one hand, of course, my intentions are the best. All I want to do is for her to be accepted in that school so that she can be in that right environment. But in order to get there, she has to go through this pain, through this stress. And I don't have the answer to that, to be honest with you. I don't know yet. We are going through this process and I am still having those doubts and we are still doing this. And I guess what I'm trying to say is if you ask me what it means to be the best parent for your kids, honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea because the truth is you can think that you are the best parent in the world. You can be doing all the right things for your kid or things that you think are the right for your kid. And then 20 years later, your kid will look back and they will say, oh, I had such a terrible childhood. My parents didn't spend any time with me. My parents pressured me too much. My parents made me study. My parents this, my parents that. I don't have any good memories of my childhood. On the other hand, sometimes we stress out about things where we feel like we failed. And then for our kids, these might be the best memories because they might not care about things that we care about and they might care about other things. And there is really no way to find out. Unfortunately, at least I haven't found a way to find out how to deal with this paradox and how to solve this doubt, this generational problem that you are trying something now, but the feedback you will get will happen in 20 years from now. And so the best thing you can do, the best thing I can do, and the best thing I think I can do as a parent, and this is what I try to do every day I wake up, is be myself, is be that example of a person, of a mother, of a woman who lives her life in integrity with who she is. Like I'm trying to live my life knowing what my values are, what is important to me, and living in alignment with that. Showing those values through the work I do, through the actions I take. I want to show that I have goals, I have aspirations, I have dreams, and I pursue them. I have doubts but I still pursue them. And this is how I build my confidence. I want to show that I'm growing as a person, that I'm learning, that yes, I don't have all the answers, but I'm learning and I'm willing to learn and continue learning and showing that life is that ongoing journey of learning. It's also about loving and being loved 
showing love to others and receiving love. It is about pushing forward when you feel like pushing forward and slowing down when you need to slow down. It is about taking care of others and taking care of yourself. It's all about living that full, interesting, authentic life, being yourself fully, expressing yourself and following what your heart tells you, what your inner voice tells you. Because this is the best you can really do as a person. And the thing is, you can teach your kids anything you want. You can tell them to do anything you want. But the truth is, they will not hear what you are teaching them. They will copy what you do. It is a reflection moment for me to realize. So she picks those things from me. It's not about what I tell her to do. It is about what example I said by being who I am. So the best thing I can do as a parent, really, is to be the best version of myself, to be living my life in the best way possible. And what I mean by that is exactly what I said, like following, having dreams, pursuing those dreams, having values and living in line with those values, taking care of myself when I need it, making sure my energy level is replenished when I need to, taking rest when I need to, pushing forward when I want to, enjoying my life in the moment and not just blindly pursuing some results in the future that might or might not happen, but being present and noticing the moments in my life that are worth noticing today. This is, I think, the best thing we can do as parents for our kids. And this is how I'm trying to live my life. And I guess we'll have to wait 20 years to see if it has worked the way I want it to work. But these are my thoughts, and I wanted to share them with you today. Let me know what you think. If you are a parent, please reach out to me and tell me about your experience and what your thoughts are. And even if you are not a parent, I'm sure you have friends who are parents. Maybe you have nieces or nephews. We all have somebody who we want to be role models for. And I think this is what it's all about. It's about how do we become the best role models for somebody who we care about. Because this is how we create that legacy. This is how we make sure that our society will continue existing and not just existing, but thriving and evolving by making sure the next generation has the strong foundation. And we are the ones who create that strong foundation. It's up to us. And the better foundation we create for them, the better they will be able to take it from there and to evolve further. Yeah, so these are my thoughts for today. And I would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. So please feel free to reach out either on Instagram or send me an email. And thank you for listening. I will see you next week for the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend of yours who can also benefit from it. And don't forget to check all the links and resources in the show notes. Until next time.